0: (laughs) Cut the shit The longer you take to sacrifice the fun things that don't feed your success The longer you will starve And you will find and attract people that are exactly at the level that you're vibrating at What's up, you guys? This is Asia Castillo, and I'm your host of Cut The Shit. What's up, you guys, and welcome to Cut The Shit. This is going to be episode number eight, and it's going to be called The Games End When You Stop Playing. So before we jump into today's episode... I know I've been gone for so long. It's been almost seven months, you guys. Seven freaking months since my last podcast episode. And it doesn't feel like seven months, but a lot of life has been happening to me lately. And I'm trying to keep my head above water. <laughs> um, but something told me that I needed to sit down and I needed to just do this because if I don't do this I felt like I was just gonna keep putting it off but fun fact this is actually my second time recording this episode because my first one my phone glitched out and it didn't save so my heart's hurt right now (laughs) but it's okay everything happens for a reason so maybe this second recording will be the one but anyways um, yeah I want to give you guys food for thought before we jump into the meat of everything today that I want to discuss with you guys. So I want you guys to think about the symptoms versus the illness. So when I say that, I mean, what are the symptoms in your life right now? So maybe, you know, you're not financially where you want to be, or you're in a really toxic relationship that isn't mentally healthy from you or for you. But what is the root of that? So is the root something that you went through in your childhood that is now causing you to accept treatment that you know is below what you deserve? Are you not financially where you want to be because you have spending habits that stem from you not feeling, you know, like maybe deprived of certain things when you were younger or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but I want you to think of what the symptoms are versus what the illness is. Because I feel like a lot of us know the symptoms. You know, and the, the symptoms are like things that are going on in our life currently. But not a lot of us know what the illness is and and what the root of a lot of those issues are. Um But anyways, yeah, I want to jump into today's podcast episode, which, like I said, is called The Games End When You Stop Playing. So I want you to get very comfortable with people leaving your life. It's something that is inevitable. It's something that we all go through. It's something that we all have to deal with. At one point and a lot of us have already dealt with it whether it was a dad or a mother leaving or maybe our first breakup or maybe a situation that we're currently going through you know friends leave your life family leaves your life partners leave your life a lot of us get left and it's normal and it's okay and I know it's hard when you have abandonment issues but I want you to learn how to lean into that fear because it's gonna happen. So don't be scared of it. And you know that you've survived people leaving you before. You didn't die. You flourished because of it. You grew, you got better because of it. I want you to learn to accept that not everyone is meant to be a part of your story for a lifetime. And this is something that I've, I've learned just with my own situations and just life happening to me in general, people are sometimes seasonal. Some people come into your life as a way of testing you to see if you're ready for the things that you ask for. Kind of how you said, you want a man who loves you, but then when God sent you a man who treated you like your ex, you stayed, instead of applying the last lesson in leaving You said you wanted to open up a business, but then when God sent you the distractions and the opportunity at the same time, you prioritized a night out drinking with your friends and you missed the opportunity. You said you wanted to be stronger, but when God sent you the challenge to strengthen you, you gave up and you said it was too hard. Understand that life is a test. We get sent the things we ask for, but in ways that are not always obvious. Pay attention to the things that you pray for or that you ask the universe or whoever it is that you believe in. And I want you to pay attention to whether or not you are actually applying those prayers or those asks and wants into your daily life and in the things that you accept. Because everything is a choice. And I know, like I know that sometimes situations are out of your control and sometimes life just does happen to us. But hear hear me clearly when I say we always have a choice in how we let those situations shape us. Always. Always. And I want you to understand that that is where your power lies. Your power lies in how you let a situation rock you. And how you let a situation rock you or how you let a situation make you think about yourself, that is where your power lies. So you decide in that moment whether you are going to hold on to your power or whether you are going to give it to somebody else. And whatever situation it is that you're dealing with right now, whatever it is that you are going through that's hard, that has you here listening to this podcast right now, I want you to know that God is placing you here to see if you are going to break the cycle or if you are going to repeat it. And I want you to think about what you did last time you were faced with a situation like the one that you're faced with right now. And I want you to think about how when you heavily reflected on it and you were angry with yourself for whatever it was that you did or the decision that you made, what was it that you wish you would have done differently? And I want you to ask yourself, the person that I'm trying to become, the woman I want to be, what would she do in this situation? and I want you to embody her. I want you to show up as her by making hard choices that don't feel comfortable. Changing your choices is the key to unlocking the better version of you. I'm gonna say that again. Changing your choices is the key to unlocking the better version of you. How can you improve and become higher value when you are still accepting situations that discount you and treat you the opposite of how you know you want to be treated? That is why this episode is called The Games End When You Stop Playing. That energy dies when you disconnect. So remove yourself, it's not defeat. Somebody can only play with you as long as you allow them to. So stop letting him play with you. It's a boundary. It's self-love by putting a stop to things that hurt and disappoint you. You need to learn to say enough is enough. And let me tell you something. I know that sometimes it can be really confusing When we're in a situation where somebody is saying one thing, but then doing another. But I want you to digest the fact that a person tells you everything that you need to know by their actions. So, really think about that. He's saying that he loves you but he doesn't even blink when he does something that hurts your feelings. He said he loves you but he still disrespects you. He says that he loves you but he never shows up for you. He says that he loves you but he puts his hands on you. Understand that the only time that we become confused is when we are allowing someone's words to sit with us more than their actions do. Because if he's doing X, Y, and Z, and usually that means that that person doesn't love you, it's because they don't love you. Fuck what he says. Pay attention to what he's showing you. Did you know that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results? So when you're with somebody and y'all keep going through the same situation over and over and over and over and over over again, but somehow this time it's going to be different and he keeps doing the things That hurt and upset you, but you still keep forgiving him, and somehow you just think that you guys are gonna live happily ever after. That's insanity and delusion. The problems that you are facing is because of the people that you are choosing to embrace. You choose to stay. You choose to keep dealing with it. You choose to hope for different when he is not doing anything to make the situation different. And the other thing, and this has been like something I just came across and that has been really upsetting to me. Because I, I want you guys to understand that this podcast is not only for y'all, but this is for me too. <laughs> like I'm literally talking to myself right now. So if I get passionate, that's why. But I was on TikTok the other day. And this is something I kind of see more than I would like to see on TikTok. But I always see these women preaching on these platforms, and usually, you know, they're saying, don't block him, let him see your page, and then go no contact, don't answer none of his his phone calls or his texts, ignore him, and I promise you, he'll be back. We need to stop leading women into believing that we can ignore a man into caring or that if we play these games and these manipulation tactics, that he'll come running back. Because the truth is, sometimes you can do all of that and they still don't. And how about the even bigger truth being is that you shouldn't even want him to come back you should love yourself enough to say enough is enough and your behavior terminated your access to me the problem is not that we're chasing the problem is not that you want him to love you the problem is not you the problem is that he is not for you So no amount of blocking, no amount of ignoring, no amount of anything will make that man act right because he is not ready to act right. He doesn't want to act right. So even if he comes back, guess what? It's going to be round 32 of the same situation that you guys have already been going at for like 32 rounds. It's, it's going to be the same exact situation again and again and again and again. And I know when a woman is genuinely ready to let go when she blocks and deletes. Like, that's when I know. When my friend, oh, I'm I'm done. Have you blocked him? No. Girl, get on my face. When you are finished and you're so finished to the point that you don't even want yourself to be easily accessible anymore, that's when I know you're over it to the point that you don't care if you ever hear from this person again, to the point where you're not trying to put up a happy facade on on Instagram because you wanna provoke anger or jealousy out of him, to the point where you don't care to try and flex on him anymore. That's when I know you're done. And I wanna challenge you to do something. I want you to block and delete him. I want you to block him from social media. I want, him to, I want you to block him from your phone. And I want you to diminish as much access from him as you can. Because I don't want you rushing to your Instagram story to see if he's, if he's seen it or if he liked it. I don't want you constantly checking your phone to see if he's finally texted you. And then getting sad because you realize he still doesn't give a fuck because he's selfish. I want you to block it. I want you to save yourself that disappointment and that pain. I want you to flourish for you. I want you to post that fire picture because you want to post it. I want you to start accomplishing things for you. I want you to start pouring back into you. You don't need to flex on nobody. Being in your own lane and being genuinely hyper-focused on getting yourself back together, that's the flex. What is that fake flex worth if you're still operating at a place to prove something to him or to provoke something out of him? You're still making it about him. I need you to know... And I need you to really let it register. I need you to digest it. I need you to replay this part in the podcast over and over again until you finally get it. But let me tell you something. It stopped being about him when he walked out on you. It stopped being about him when he made you feel like an option. It stopped being about him when hurting you didn't hurt him. It stopped being about him when the simple things that you needed from him be- became you're doing too much. It stopped being about him when you started vocalizing and trying to communicate in the calmest way that you could That he did something that hurt your feelings and upset you, and he still found a way to make you feel like you are doing too much and you are crazy. He chose what side he wanted to be on, and it was away from you. So let him relish in that. Let him feel that. Let him realize how wrong he's been for doing someone who only wanted to be an asset in his life like that. Let him be with the simple bitches who he disrespected you for. He liked girls' pictures while you were together. He was entertaining bitches. He was dibbling and dabbling. He was doing whatever made his selfish ass happy. Let him be with simple bitches. Let him be with women who don't respect him and want nothing to do with him and probably ignore him or have 20 other dudes on the side that they're talking to. Let him be with the simple bitches who have their hand out and want something from him and only want him because he, they feel like he can be an asset. Let him be with those women. And when he realizes all of that shit, I pray you're so far past him that you don't blink twice Just like he didn't blink twice for doing you how he did you. Keep your head up. And I want you to know it gets better. Because the loneliness that you feel by being by yourself doesn't compare to the loneliness of being in a relationship with someone you do not feel seen, heard, or valued by. This is a storm that you're in right now. And it's a a season. It's all it is. Seasons come to an end. Seasons are for preparation, for blessings, for great things to happen. So fight through it. God is giving you this challenge for a reason. So don't let it go over your head. There is a purpose for your pain. Please understand that. Sometimes God gives us certain Situations or certain pains to see if we're ready for the things that we ask for. So I want to encourage you to go about the situation differently than you've ever gone about any other situation in your life. I want you to make things different this time. I don't want you to rely on a person to make things different. I want you to make things different for you. You are writing your own story. Nobody is writing it for you. You write that shit. I want you to figure out what the symptoms versus the illness is. I want you to get down to the root of your trauma. I want to challenge you to really meet yourself deeply. I want you to really know what you need out of a person and what you need out of a partner. So that when you're in these types of situations, you recognize that this this doesn't feel good because this isn't what I need. And... I want you to learn your boundaries. And I know this is something that like people talk about all the time. Boundaries, 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 boundaries. I've heard it literally all throughout my healing journey. And it was crazy because I was talking to my life coach today and she basically let me know that I have collapsed boundaries, which is crazy. I never knew that word, like never knew that that was a thing. And basically, a collapse boundary is a boundary that collapses when a situation challenges you or challenges that boundary. So basically, it's the act of redrawing a line in the sand. And then when the person crosses it, you redraw it. So... Essentially, a person crosses the boundary and there's no consequence. And she basically told me, boundaries are for your protection. And people that love you respect your boundaries. So if I tell you my boundary is when we get into an argument, I don't want to be ignored for two days. If we get into an argument, don't hang up the phone in my face. That's a boundary. And do you know how many times I let people and partners cross my boundaries? And the only consequence was that I was upset about it for a couple of hours to a couple of days. And then I was like, it's okay. That's a problem because it's not okay. Because then you know what happens? I stop feeling safe. And then when I stop feeling safe and I still allow myself to be susceptible to pain that you're inflicting on me and you continuously cross my boundaries, you know what happens to my value It goes down. And why does it go down? Because I'm not respecting myself or my boundaries. So if I don't respect my own boundaries and I don't take my own boundaries serious, how can I expect a man to take them serious? And I'm at at a point in my life where I'm really trying to learn what my tolerance is going to be. Because some people have a zero tolerance when it comes to their boundaries. And I'm not going to say that you should. I'm not going to say that you shouldn't. It's your life and I can't guide you on something that I'm still trying to guide myself on. Because I really don't know. This is something I just learned today. And I'm like, ooh. Okay. (laughs) I don't even know what my tolerance is. Because... Like I said, some people have a zero tolerance. So you cross me and you cross my boundary once. It's fuck you forever. Like some people really are like that. And then others are like, okay, cool. You're learning my boundary. Maybe you tried to test it, whatever it was. You made a mistake, cool. But let me tell you something. If you make me feel this way again, And you cross this boundary again. This situation will be no further. This situation will not look like this. So I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure out what my boundary is. Or not what my boundary is. What my tolerance is. Because I'm not sure yet. And the other thing. That my life coach let me know was that I need to stop having expectations and to be honest I was kind of oblivious to the fact that I had expectations or not that I had expectations but how badly my expectations were the root of a lot of my problems um because expectations lead to disappointments. And and there's something I want to make very clear. There's a difference between boundaries, standards, and expectations. Because boundaries are for your protection, right? They let people know this is this is where the line in the sand is. And this is something that keeps me from being triggered. Because if you punch me and you punch me where it hurts, you're going to get a reaction. So don't do it. And then a standard is I'm not going to date nobody without a job or I'm not going to date nobody who lives at home with their parents. Right. Like that's a standard. And then you move into expectations and an expectation is, okay, well, we're going to get married. Like this is my person and I'm not dating no more. I'm off the market, hanging my jersey up. I came in from the streets, and now I'm in a house, and that's it. Like, this this is it. Like, this is the expectation is that we're getting married. I love this man, and we're gonna have kids, and we're gonna get married, and we're gonna be happy. And that was the expectation that hurt me, because I was so loyal to that expectation that I had, and I did not believe that it was not going to happen. That it kept me. In a situation that I no longer should have been in at all. So in hindsight, if I really want to be real right now, I hurt myself. And I have to be responsible over that. I got to cut the shit. I did it. I did it to myself. Because I was with a person that I knew that I had no business being with. And the crazy thing is, people show you their red flags. And pretty early at that. But it's just a matter of whether you... Are consciously making a decision to fall in love with someone's potential. Because all of my exes showed me who they were. They showed me that they were unempathetic, that they were nonchalant, that they were emotionally unavailable, that they did not heal from their childhood trauma, they buried it. And I think that the empathetic part of me and the healer in me and the nurturer and just me being a woman by default. I thought that I could love somebody out of that trauma. I thought that I could love somebody out of that pain. I thought that I had enough tools in my tool belt to help fix you. And the thing was, no matter how many tools i had in my tool belt that person wasn't ready to pick up the tools and use them even though i knew what that person had been through and i felt it because it was something that i could relate or something that i've been through and i'm like no but like i i know like you can fix it by just doing this and i'm gonna be here for you and i love you and and i'm gonna stay down and Like, we're going to be okay. And no, because that person is not ready to heal. And you cannot force someone into healing. You cannot give a person something that they already take for granted and hope that it fixes, that it fixes the situation. You can't give them more of what they take for granted. You can't give them more love and hope that they receive it and that they they work on themselves. You can't love someone out of pain. Because then your value goes down. Because now they're realizing, oh, well... She doesn't even value herself because she keeps forgiving me for all of this shit that I do to her. And I don't even know why she's still here half the time. And she's so worried about me. Like, she hasn't even been doing anything for herself. And now you look desperate. And now you look like you don't know your worth. And if you don't know your worth, that person sure as hell don't know your worth. And I was thinking to myself the other day, and I'm only sharing this because I feel like my listeners are probably going to be able to relate to it. But it's a little, it's a little uh, scary <laughs> just because like I, I do get a lot of these like epiphanies or just thoughts in general sometimes. And I'm like, damn, like how do I even come up with this shit? Like that's tell like deep and and dark. (laughs) And um, I had this thought just the other day, and I was trying to figure out, okay, like this, this man keeps being a trend in my life, right? Like I always find the men that need fixing and the men that have uh, childhood trauma that they haven't healed. um, They always are very nonchalant cold-hearted emotionally unavailable numb men always this is literally all my exes in different fonts and you know i thought i was i thought i was over it you know i thought i was over picking these types of men um, but clearly fucking not and so i'm like okay so what am i doing right because i can't just keep blaming the world because the only common denominator here is me so what am I doing? And this could be it or it could not, maybe I still need to do some soul searching, but I mean, one, I know it's because my parents were unemotionally or emotionally unavailable. And so I naturally gravitate towards people that mimic behaviors of my parents because I'm still trying to rewrite my childhood. Um, and I do have some some healing to do as far as my inner child, but the other thing that I was thinking about was I've met myself very deeply, and I was to a certain extent forced into it because both of my parents were emotionally unavailable, and then they were absent in different ways. My mom was very absent mentally and emotionally. And then my father was just completely fucking absent. So I had no choice but to nurture myself and to be there for myself. So I was essentially, I was forced into strength. Like I didn't really have a choice. I had to, I had to survive. I had to figure it out. And from a pretty young age, I knew that this wasn't my story. Like, I knew that I didn't want this for my children. And I knew that if I had a daughter, I wouldn't want her to be struggling such deep insecurities. And I knew that if I had a son, I would want him to be better. I would want him to treat women with respect and and realize how fragile like their hearts are and how women love. And I I want to instill the this knowledge and, and educate my children on deeper things. And by the way, if you hear my cat in the back, she's in heat. But anyways, um, I knew that I didn't want these generational curses to continue in my life. And so from a really young age, I I took a note and I'm like this is not what I want. So like how do we start the process? And so when I started the process, it was the hardest thing that I ever really did. You know, like there were times where I'd look in the mirror and I couldn't even look myself in the eye because I hated who I seen. I was embarrassed. Like I didn't like myself. I didn't feel comfortable in my skin, and this is still something I'm working on, Um, but I I genuinely, there was so much self-hatred, and, you know, also, and this is something I'll get into in another episode, but, you know, I dealt with a lot of, like, suicidal um, thoughts, and... In order for me to outgrow that, and in order for me to begin my healing process and in the process of meeting myself deeply, I had to go to some really dark places. I had to unpack things that I thought I had buried away and that I never wanted to relive again. And I had to open up all those caskets, and I had to face it. And it's dark, it's deep, it's hurtful to work on yourself and to heal trauma and to unplant a belief that you planted at six. And to reprogram your subconscious and to genuinely heal. So being that I did those things and I still do those things. I'm very comfortable in the deep end. The deep end is where I reside. But the problem is that the men that I'm picking are in the shallow end. So when I'm reaching and I'm trying to pull them into the deep end, because Let me make something very clear. When I'm in a relationship, being stagnant is not an option. And when you do something that I don't like or you do something that I feel should be beneath you and it it doesn't speak to the person that I know you're trying to be, I'm going to call you out on that shit and I'm going to let you know I don't like that. And I'm not feeling that. And I'm I'm going to put up a mirror to you. And I'm going to let you see the sides of you that are not that great. That need healing. Because I want you to be better. And when a person genuinely loves you and this goes for family, friends, partners, whatever they are to you, they're honest. They're honest when you're fucking up. And that's how I am in a relationship. I'm very vocal. If you do something that I'm not comfortable with or that I don't like, I'm gonna let you know that. I'm gonna let you know that, that you, you know, you, that's fucked up. Like, why would you even do that? And I'm gonna tell you about yourself. And I'm gonna tell you, your childhood trauma is showing. You're doing this to me Because of what your mother did to you. Do you not see how you did this in your last relationship and now you're repeating it, but you say that you regret how you treated her, but you're treating me the exact same way? Do you see that you watched your your father do what he did to your mom and then now you're doing it to me and you're doing it to all your exes? Do you see that? Do you see how you don't communicate your feelings because your parents made you feel that your thoughts and your, your feelings were unimportant? So now, even when I'm begging you to communicate, you don't even know how to formulate a sentence about how you feel? I'm that person. But the problem is when somebody is not ready to see that, and you unveil that and you're pulling them to the deep end and you're like, come on, come on. This is for your own self-improvement. Um, this, is, this is for the bettering of you. And you're like, come on, babe. Like, Come on, come meet me here. That's fucking terrifying. And it's terrifying because you cannot force a person to begin their healing journey unless they are ready to. And I realize it now, and I see it. If I reside in the deep end, then I need my partner to reside in the deep end. I cannot pull a man from the shallow end and expect him to be as deep as I am. If that person has not met themselves deeply, they cannot meet me deeply. And I cannot force someone who does not know how to swim to come out into the deep end. They need to learn how to swim. They need to learn about themselves. They need to uncover the things that they need to uncover. And they need to do it a lot of the times alone. So this is a really big lesson that I'm learning, you know, just in my own life. And it's an epiphany that I just had the other day. And... Yeah, I just, I mean, obviously it's probably not the whole equation of the problem. And I i mean, I still have some numbers to plug in, obviously. I'm sure that's not, you know, the whole thing. But I do feel like it's progress. You know, I really need to start picking people's brains. I really need to start genuinely interviewing and dating. And... You know, not to be like, I'm the prize. I'm the prize. Like, no, I believe that, you know, your partner should be your prize as well. You know, they're a prize. Um, But I am a prize. And I need to start acting like it. Because right now, I've been acting like a motherfucking free giveaway. And I'm just, I'm baffled. So, yeah. I just, I, I want to challenge you to genuinely think about the symptom versus the illness. I want you to get down to the real issue and the root of why you maneuver and why you, you move the way that you do in life. And I want you to genuinely realize that a lot of your problems that you face are because the people that you choose to embrace. It's the choice to keep allowing somebody to disappoint you and hurt you. It's the choice to stick around when you know you should leave. It's the choice to keep giving a person access to you when you know that they should be denied. You are not defined by your past. You don't need to keep reliving the situation. You can literally start over. You can flip to a whole new chapter and start writing. A whole new story. But the decision starts with you. Because the game does not end until you choose to stop playing. And if you keep playing, it's going to keep going. So know when to put the pieces down and opt out of it. So this is the end of episode eight. (laughs) I hope you guys got some tokens. I hope you guys feel like you learned something. And I'm very glad to be back. I know I'm low key kind of embarrassed. It took me so long, but I just always want my episodes to be authentic. I want them to be real. I want them to mean something. I want them to come from a place of me genuinely, not only like not only a place of me speaking to you guys, but also speaking to myself because I spoke a lot to myself in this episode. Because you know I I've been needing to get it together too, and I I've, I've been needing to realize who the fuck I am because I forgot. But understand that even the strongest people still have lessons to learn. And don't be scared of challenges. Don't be scared of hard things because hard things make you harder. They make you stronger. They grow you. They make you wiser. So keep your head up. Do things for you. Take the time to tend to yourself. Pray. Write stuff down. Talk to yourself. Figure out your needs. Figure out your boundaries. Figure out your tolerances. And you're going to be okay. And I will catch you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening, and I'm going to be back soon, I promise. <laughs> Bye. Cut the shit.